Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the cultures of the world together. And when we listen to real people, to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our humanity without our differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Angelika Yefimova. Angelika is a young European ambassador and a youth volunteer of the United Nations. Originally from Kherson, Ukraine, she is currently living in Quebec, Canada. Angelika is studying to obtain a master's degree in Odessa Law Academy, and she took part in various programs provided by the Kiev Mohila Academy in Kiev, Ukraine, the Central European University, Hungary, and Austria, and the Pontillon-Assas Université Paris II in Paris, France. Before the full-scale invasion, Angelica was an in-house lawyer for a group of agricultural enterprises, an assistant to the deputy of local authorities, a deputy of youth council in Kherson, and an intern in different law firms. Now, she is an intern at a worldwide law firm and a youth volunteer of the United Nations. Angelica went out of the occupation by herself without her family when she was 21. And now, she is a temporary resident in Canada, being alone, starting her new life from scratch by herself. Angelica loves foreign languages as now she is learning French and a bit of German and Turkish. She is interested in IT development. She enjoys sports, gym and stretching in particular, gaining new knowledge and skills in the area of jurisprudence, especially in the area of IT and different kinds of information and learning more about psychology and neuroscience. Angelica, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. Uh, firstly, I want to say thank you for the invitation. And I'm fine. Thank you. What about you? I'm feeling lucky to be alive, grateful to live every day and to have this opportunity to learn more about you and to share your voice, your soul, your life with the world, then I'll begin with this nice question, which I like. If your friends, the people that know you best, could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Uh, that they would say that I'm purposeful, ambitious, and hardworking person. I love that. And I'm very curious to know because... We live in a time of distraction. Some people not, don't even believe that 
they could accomplish much in the future. So they're living more of a zombie life and it's great part of this project is to inspire them as well. So what beliefs or what happened in your life that give you this drive and motivation and made you believe that your ambitions can be created in this world? Sometimes I have thoughts uh, that uh, my future is not good and uh, I don't have um, skills and knowledge to make my life comfortable. But then I think, okay, my future will not be good as I think, but I want to try. Anyway, why not? So it gives me some drives and uh, some courages to to go ahead and to try new and new areas of life. I love that. That reminds me of the common psychological phenomena of imposter syndrome where most people achieve things but they don't believe they have the skills or the abilities to do it and they feel some kind of shyness that they will get discovered that they're not as amazing as people think, but it's so common. And I love it too. Uh, There is like a theological debate about destiny and whether we can choose our future or it's already written. And the conclusion is, well, we don't know, but if you live as if you control your future and destiny, you don't lose because if it's already written, you didn't lose anything. And if you had choice and control, then you can find out what is possible. And I love that you think this way and to ask you, how do you get these reflections? Are you someone who reads a lot and it comes from your love for psychology and maybe books or courses or online like YouTube videos? Or are you someone who journals a lot who writes about your thoughts and tries to understand yourself or maybe you take walks in nature just to think about your life or how does that process work for you? A really interesting question. Uh, Frankly speaking, it is a mix of mentioned things. Uh, For example, I like, I adore reading books, but uh, uh, books uh, don't give me experience. Therefore, I like talking to people to know their stories and to understand how they behave uh, themselves in different situations. And I like to understand how I behave myself in different situations, especially stressful ones. And uh, I can say that experience life bring me experience and life bring me uh, lots of knowledge and skills beyond that i like uh, passing some courses for example now i'm learning course about our brain about our behavior um uh, within yale university and uh, it's good enough for me right now i love that And it seems to me that people are an important factor in your life. So to you, what is the most fascinating thing about other people? Are you constantly looking to listen and learn about their biggest problems, the moments where they almost failed, but they did behave under stress in a way that they succeeded? 
or is it more energetic that some people do you feel so comfortable with them like you know them all your life and therefore you open yourself to learn from those people or is it that they're from a totally different background and culture and you're like wow they do things in a way that is totally foreign and different to my culture or it's just the way they laugh and talk and are, are alive like miracles and you love that or what is interesting fascinating and truly wonderful for you about other people it depends on different factors uh it depends on my mood on a person and it depends on uh, the topic of our conversation most of the time i just want to know how a person thinks why he or she thinks so uh, which beliefs she or he has and so on. Then I can understand myself through this um, conversation. Thank you. That's such a wonderful way and it helps as a lawyer a lot. And to ask you even more, you're now in Quebec, which is a very unique culture and group of people and part of Canada. Did you have a culture shock compared to Ukraine, did you adapt easily? Did you find people there to be easy to make friendships with? Or are they more closed? Because often it's even colder than Ukraine, I think. Tell me your experience moving from Ukraine to Montreal. Uh, honestly, it's much colder than in Ukraine. And I'm excited about winter. Um, and now I'm not in Montreal. Um, not in Montreal, I'm in Quebec City. Uh, I noticed lots of differences between Ukrainian people and people here, but uh, it does not make sense for me because they're easy to talk and they're easy to uh, connect. So I'm glad that I know such people. When I was under occupation, I decided not to stay in Kherson because I did not see any life there especially with uh, you, uh, with Russian army um, so I decided to apply for a visa to Canada therefore I left the occupation for visa to Canada uh, <clears throat> and I'm here I don't know what to say and how to explain my uh, thoughts about uh, about immigration as a result, I, I'm glad that I'm here. Of course, now I have really hard period of my time, but life is not easy. I understand, and I really wish you peace of mind, success, and stability. And I'm really curious about this. A lot of Eastern European girls notice that when they go to other parts of the world, they seem to have a very serious face, like a poker face, where other people will think, oh my God, that girl looks so intimidating and angry, even if they're, you are friendly or whatever. Did you have such experience? Did you encounter it? Tell me more. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, lots of Ukrainian people um, have 
poker face and I have it too, but uh, in Europe uh, I and here I don't have poker face. I always, uh, if I can say so, smile because my parents gave me advice to smile, not to uh, have poker face on my face because poker face can be obstacle for connecting to people. I love that. And I love that you're mentioning connecting with people. Can you share what you have learned about talking with people in a new city and a new country about connecting, making friends? Because maybe some listeners, whether some Ukrainian girls or people who need to go to a new country, start a life in a new university, in a new city, what did you find is a good way to connect with people and make new friends? What's your method and idea? Uh, in accordance with the latest scientific research, um, a good group for you is uh, a group of pers- uh, of people who have approximately same uh, aim as you. For example, I want to... I want to be a volunteer for something. Therefore, good uh, group for me will be a group with people who uh, have such aim to help people or to help countries to help. Now I focus on I'm focusing on not uh, on connection with people a lot. I'm focused on, on immigration bureaucracy and uh, uh, different things concerning my studies. So I cannot give advice how to uh, how to speak uh, with people and how to make friends with them. Uh, but in accordance with the scientific research, as I have mentioned, you must know your um, your hobbies, your interests, and therefore this will help you to find uh, people with same interests and same hobbies. Thank you. And it's so fascinating that you have as an interest learning about IT, software development, informatics, etc., what is so interesting for you about it? After a full-scale invasion, um, I understood that um, law is not flexible job at all. And um, I am a person who likes uh, having additional plans, plan B. Therefore, I decided to learn something from informational technology just to be, just to be sure that everything will be okay in my future if um, something happens. I understand. And since you're mentioning the invasion, how was that day for you, February 24th? How did you hear about the invasion? How did you discover it? Did you believe or not? How was the emotion? Tell me the story of that day and then the decision to move to Canada. C'est drôle if I can say so, because I woke up at 7 and uh, I decided to get prepared for my work. I did not know about about, uh, full-scale invasion till my mom said, 
the war started. And I was like, no, no way. I did not believe in it, really. Because we are in Europe, in 21st century, like, civilization. Which war, especially in Europe? But yes, I came to work. No one was uh, no one was there except for my boss. It was our last time we we um, have seen each other after approximately 15 days uh, since uh, the full-scale invasion started. I decided to apply um, for the visa just to have uh, that time I did not want to come. Uh, in Canada, but in but uh, just to be sure that I have additional plan, plan B, I applied for a visa to Canada. And then uh, in April, I decided to move in Canada. Thank you. I noticed that you like to make, as you said, plan A, plan B, plan C. Is this something you had since childhood, a part of your personality? Or is it something that the invasion triggered or you learned it at law school or how this is idea develop? And is it coming from a place of like fear or is it coming from a place of positive perspective where you know the future is full of possibilities? So you try to have as many possibilities as you can. Based on scientific research, uh, women has more strategic thinking than men. Uh, it's not my words; it's uh, words of science. Um, so um, it is the first reason. The second reason: I'm a lawyer, and I understand that Plan A can not work. So we must have Plan B, Plan C, and so on. Uh, law teaches me um, right now, especially how to behave uh, myself in different situations. Beyond that, my uh, parents, thanks to them, uh, uh, gave some, ad some advices about uh, possibilities. And uh, um, as I have mentioned before, I like to have plans to be sure that everything will be okay. It's like my um, way to be sure, way to be confident. I understand. And how did you choose Canada and Quebec while you could have chosen the United States or Denmark or the UK or Australia or any other part of the world? What attracted you to it? And especially you mentioned you're excited about the super cold winter. Tell me why that is exciting for you. Extreme. <laughs> um, yes, um, you're right. I had lots of opportunities because be, uh, before my arrival uh, in Canada, I entered the university in Brussels and I had the opportunity to go to uh, the United Kingdom. But I chose Canada, first of all, because of social security. It's... Uh, it's significant for me, especially after the war. Uh, second, um, secondly, I found here hosts. So uh, thanks uh, for my ex-friend. 
she helped me a lot. Uh, best ex be- best friends. Um, she lives in Quebec City with her family because of the full scale invasion, and uh, it is another reason why I'm here. Uh, beyond that, Quebec has a similar legal system with Ukraine, with some exceptions, really, but uh, yes similar legal system with Ukraine and uh, I always wanted to learn French and I have possibility to learn French right now. Mentioning French, I know you're interested in different languages, you put time to learn them. Why is that? Is it also for options so that you can live in different places and speak the language? Why German? Why Turkish? Do you love the series on television, the dramas from Turkey, and you want to see them in their original language? Or tell me more about, in general, your love for learning languages. And secondarily, why French, German, and Turkish? It helps uh, to create neural networks that... that, uh... Uh, will help me in future to memorize different information, huge amount of information. Um, Turkish, it's an interesting question because before I uh, fell asleep, I decided just to, I had decided to learn Turkish. Why? I don't know. Uh, Just I wanted. Um, And beyond that, um, almost everyone Says, says to me that uh, I look like a Turkish girl. So I decided, why not? Let's try. Um, uh, German, I learned because um, because uh, it is one of the popular um, language in Europe. And uh, therefore, I decided to learn it. And I, have learned, I had learned it uh, before within school program, French. It is necessary for me here to leave. Thank you so much, Angelica. And you're an active volunteer and someone who's put in action into the world. What is your advice or some idea or lesson you wish someone told you some years ago to help motivate you that you can share with any women from Ukraine, from the world, who might feel, oh, I cannot do much, I don't have the power to change the world. And while you are taking action so that they're motivated to take that action that changes their life, communities, and the institutions around them. My advice is, who, if not you, you can die at any moment and don't regret if you want to try something, something legal, I want to say. Uh, If you want to try uh, yourself in art, okay, try. If you want to try yourself in uh, really an uh, other area that is not interdependent with your main area, okay, try. It's your life, it's your decision, uh, and only you are responsible for your life. That's my advice. Thank you so much, Angelica. This was my privilege my honor to interview you, to share your voice, wisdom, and experience. I wish you success. I wish peace in the world. And all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Thank you, Aziz. Heroyam Slava.